Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, February 25th, 2021. Uh, and today we're looking at some, we're, we're taking a look, taking a walk on the positive side of life here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. They might have lost 2 0 to the Ottawa or to the Nashville Predators on Tuesday. I don't know why Ottawa was on the brain, uh, but a, a nice report came out from Frank Saravelli of TSN during the game that said Bobby Ryan, Mark Stahl, and Luke Lendenning have all been inquired about by other teams ahead of the NHL trade deadline. So we're going to look, uh, take a look today about, you know, potential trade destinations for each of those guys. Uh, I am Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi with me as always as longtime Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith, Ethan, what's going on? How's it going, pal? How'd your beer league game go last night? Uh, We won four to three. It was a good time. Nice. Happy to hear four to three. Happy to hear it. Yeah. Sounds like you gave up three Thank goals you. too many, but we will move on from that. Say hello to Scotty Bentley. What's going right. on of the Bentley podcast or the Bentley show, right? It's going. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. It's going. I, right. You haven't you haven't spent an afternoon living until you've tried to find a suitor for Mark Stahl. I think that's I think that's like the highlight of, of my week, honestly, so. I knew it would uh, be a riveting time. But as soon as Ethan claimed uh, Bobby Ryan, I was like, oh, got to jump on Glennie. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's smart. It's smart. No, it was smart move. Smart move. Uh, all right. Um, before we do that, though, we should on, kind of a, a make a show announcement. This is the first time the three of us have been together since uh, our season preview episode uh, when Scotty at that point was just a, a, a guest, a listener uh super fan i think he called himself i did was, was the term that was the terminology yeah yeah uh and today we we ingratiate him a little bit more in the lockdown red wings podcast so basically ethan got uh he has a job irl that like pays really really well and that you have to be like smart to do and uh that he like works towards and that's like his thing you know he doesn't uh this is what I went to school for. Yeah, what he went to school for. I have, and yeah, he, I, and, yeah, and he's go. great at it. Uh, he got a new job, and it's going to be taken away a little bit from the podcast. So if you want to go ahead and explain the situation a little bit more to the people uh, from your end, and we can kind of delve into how we're going to deal yeah. with this. Um, well, job starts at 6. So um, got to get up about 5.30 at the latest. So sometimes uh, after games, we do immediately after like a – post-game pod and you know if those are ending at you know 11 30 it's giving me like you know five hours of sleep so mm-hmm. so because when you know obviously when we're on when we're on the podcast i'm thinking about how to be eloquent and you know explain what i'm thinking um so i, I can't just fall right asleep after so yeah i get that and so that means that you're going to be kind of taking a little bit of a uh step back in your role you're not yeah, leaving I, us just I got demoted. Yet. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. No one, yeah. No you're number three part time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no, on strike not, two right now. If you're I not mess up all time. my time, he's kicking me off. 
I, I believe, my will. Somebody help me. The the terminology <laughs> is uh, clear number three. So go ahead and like put that in your uh, Twitter bot. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna keep joining us like whenever it's possible. It's just he's got a lot of life things going on right now. He's trying to buy a house. Uh, if you got any you know Zillow tips, hit him up on uh, Twitter at Ethan Smith. You know whatever it may be, help him out. Uh, so and just lots of things like that that are kind of taking up his time. And so we now welcome on the newest member of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, he recapped yesterday's uh, post game pod with me, talking about the loss against Nashville. And it's Scott Bentley. Scott, you are now part of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. How does it feel as a you super know- fan? To, right, that's the thing to go from super fan to, to member. I feel like that's a pretty that's a pretty big step. So it, it feels great. It feels great. I does it make you concerned at all for potential super fans in the future that they might also be going <laughs> for your spot and knock you off of your uh, pedestal? Pressure makes diamonds. You know that's that's my mindset right there. So that that's I got a target on my back and I'm proud to wear it. I love that. I love that. All right. Um, <laughs> Two peas in a pot over here. So, yeah, just one. That's like Nolan's line. That's Nolan's, <laughs> that's Nolan's that's tagline for everything in life. Yeah. When we're playing Madden, I just do my sixth interception with Patrick Mahomes in the first half, and I just, hey, no pressure, no diamonds. Four verts. Four yeah. verts. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how we will be handling the show from now on. Scott, welcome to the show. We're super happy to have you. Uh, and we've got a fun episode for you guys today. So let's start digging into this. But before we do, I kind of wanted to ask uh, one thing that maybe didn't necessarily like limit me in terms of like potential trade destinations is that Canadian border, right? There's a 14-day quarantine for players going from the United States to Canada I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on this. Do you think that will subtract from the amount of potential American to Canadian trades that happen at this deadline? Because you know you're not going to get the guy for at least two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Do you absolutely. want the number two or do you want number three? Oh, yeah. Okay, Scott can go first. <laughs> Fair question. Um, well, e- Ethan's screen was frozen, so I thought he was just looking straight at the no. That's I'm what sorry. I thought, too. That's why I jumped. <laughs> Um, no, I, uh, I, I think, I think it absolutely will, especially with the deadline being, um, as relatively speaking as late in the year as it is. Um, I think that that absolutely will play a, a massive factor. And I think you might even see like, uh, Canadian, that Canadian division may only trade within themselves for, mm-hmm. for at least like at the deadline, if you're trading this early, I feel like that it's still kind of a, a big enough window where you'll see teams move freely business as usual, but the closer you get to the deadline, I think you'll see more and more just interdivision trading with probably all the divisions, but specifically, obviously the, the Canadian one. Yeah. I'm thinking about the same. If, if trades are going to happen between American and Canadian teams, it's going to have to start popping off the next week. Mm-hmm. That was kind of uh, my mindset too. And so just to be a little bit upfront about it, like it did, it did kind of, impact the I guess not the rankings of which I I put the teams in terms of uh, trade destinations and like you guys said like I do think that it's still possible but especially in a shortened year where you don't know what the playoffs are going to look like there's so many variables on the other side of this trade deadline compared to a normal year that the risk of giving up assets is like way higher on top of the fact that they're only going to get them for x amount of games yeah, I think you know, 
like like Ethan said, I think if if you're if if they're gonna trade across border, it's gotta happen soon. I don't think too many deadline day across the board because then I mean you're gonna get I mean I guess you know you're gonna for the postseason I guess but you're you're pretty much done for for almost the entire regular season you're you're gonna have to sit out in quarantine. Yeah, I'm really thinking too with the amount of just the limited amount of games that we have this year. I don't know how many trades are going to be, especially with COVID. Like we said, owners are obviously trying to not spend as much money. It's, it could be a quiet deadline even to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there are a lot of things that are, are, are going to play into this being somewhat of a boring deadline. And I don't know if that hurts or helps the Red Wings because it sounds like, uh, they still got three guys who teams are very interested in. Uh, and we'll start with Bobby Ryan, Ethan, the bane of Ethan's existence. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan, I, I, we cannot continue in this conversation without bringing up the fact that one of Ethan's bold predictions for the season was that Bobby Ryan would not pan out in any way. And he was really just hammering that home for the entire two weeks heading into the season. Uh, he cooled off as of late, but he did start his career with Detroit as the most prolific goal scorer in Red Wings history. Uh, so, so what are you thinking for trade destinations for our buddy Bobby, uh, Bobby F and Ryan? Whoa, 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 whoa. Actually, I got to talk to you guys real quick. First about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Fastest and easiest, those are two really big things. Because honestly, when I'm ready to place a bet, it's usually like right now. Like, oh, the oh, the game starts in three minutes. Better get in there right now. And betonline.ag helps me do that. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV, sh TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And use uh, our promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. We're covering everything that you need to know about the Red Wings, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Well, he had four goals in his first four games, and since he's had one goal and three assists, it's pretty sick he's played, goal. what, 20 now? Yeah, he's really popping off. All right. Anyway. Besides the fact, I still think oh, in the long run, at the end of this year, whenever he gets traded, I still think that my call was almost was basically kind of seventy five percent right. Still no, because because I think if, I think if he's on pace for ten goals this season, that's that's a success in a fifty six game season. I think that's a by and large a success for one million dollars. Right. But I digress. All right, yeah, give us I, yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Um, <sighs> all right. So, all right. Where I don't really know where to start. Do you want to start where uh, with? Uh, I guess I guess like give me again? give me give me like a little overview and then and then we'll hop into it. What's what's? I mean, I just said the cap hit, uh, but I guess things that would make him attractive to to other teams. 
Well, you know, I guess the way that I went about this was I looked at teams and specific teams that I could see him fitting into the most. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the beginning, um, Craig Constance did a um, podcast with him. And he said that, you know, he signed me, Steve signed me, saying that if I do well, he'll try and trade me to a contender, trade me to a playoff team. Because, one, we've got eight of them, which honestly stinks because only three of them are getting calls right now. And we've got, like, another four that are, like, in a normal league. Darren Helm could be a fourth-round pick or a third. But nobody's going to pick up Darren Helm and his $3.5 million cap it. Nobody's going to do that. That's fine. Okay, just the way the world works. But anyway, um, I the first team that I think that really makes sense in the – I did kind of did like uh, – for Bobby, I did one team in the West, team in the East. Well, hypothetically, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, gotcha. And then kind of like a wild card team. The first team I have is Colorado. They don't have a ton of cap space, but they have four, five – five right-handed forwards in their lineup. And one of them's Nathan McKinnon. You know, it really gives Colorado depth in really in numerous places. I think he could slot in as a second or a third line player, given he's playing with better players, making them better. Cause he does have that skill, you know, he's body on the power play. Um, when you have the option to put Bobby Ryan's skill set on the ice with the ranks of, McKinnon, Rantanen, Landis Gog, Kale McCarr, um, Kadri, Eric Johnson, definitely Eric Johnson. Um, I think it's really a move that kind of benefits both teams. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? I would have to agree. Like we've said, I've, I've kind of said all along, like what you want to do with Bobby Ryan is put him in a position where he can stand there and rip pucks or, you know, something mm-hmm. along those lines. And I think Colorado like very clearly gives him an opportunity to do that. Not only because there are so many other threats on the ice, but because they are so terrific at puck movement and zone cycling and all those things that are going to get Bobby Ryan open in a way that he simply cannot get open right now with the Red Wings, because the, the, the scheme is not great. The players are what they are. And uh, I, I think that, you know, despite what we kind of just touched on with him, not exactly lighting the world on fire in the goal department, there have been multiple times this year where you go, if he would have, you know, he's an inch away from a goal of the year candidate right there. Like there were, I can think yeah. of at least twice. And he very clearly still has the skill. He very clearly still has the shot, as we saw the other night with that absolutely bomb of a slap shot uh, to get Detroit on the board the other night. And so I, I think that, you know, they're like, he's a, he's a piece for a, uh, contender. The next guy we're going to talk about in a little bit, Luke Lendenning, uh, he could be a guy, he could be a piece for a contender or uh, a piece for a bubble team. And so uh, I, I think that that honestly is the, is the perfect place for him. Yeah, I, I really like that as well. I think uh, the one thing you mentioned that I think stick out, sticks out the most is just like depth. Like when you're late into the season and in the playoffs, like that kind of a depth and just being able to have that many like physical wingers that just like you said like just rip pucks like that's that's unreplicable like that's something that that Bobby Ryan himself is is one of the only people on the market that brings that and I really think that being able to 
to line up that deep at that specific position and that specific play style and have so many people that match it is is fits their scheme well and not only that but like I said late into the postseason and or late into the regular season and in the postseason when uh you need it the most I think the depth is just so huge and I think if the asking price is around what other people are offering offering as well that that could actually very much happen they're um right handed forwards by the way one's McKinnon lines up at center JT Comfer serviceable Jonas Donskoy has been was surprisingly serviceable. He has 10 points in 15 games. I was surprised. And then Jason Megna and Logan O'Connor. You ever heard of him? I haven't. <laughs> so that's where Bobby Ryan slots in perfectly, in my opinion. Um, yeah, that's a that great would call. be I, I think that'd be my number one team. Um, my second one is the Florida Panthers. Ooh. I know. They've got they've got three and a half million dollars in cap space. Um um, they only have three right wingers. Brett Connolly has three points this year. Owen Tippett's a rookie and Patrick Hornquist. All right. But I mean, like for a team that's been surprisingly consistent and offensively successful, um, adding a player with Bobby's skill, size, and offensive knack, I, in my opinion, would really entice Florida to picking this guy up. Yeah, no, and like you said, like he, he, another thing he brings to that team, uh, a team who's never really been there before, never had a playoff run before. Uh, he, he also brings that veteran experience and sometimes that tends to get a little bit overblown, but when it comes to deals like this, like that certainly plays a factor. Having a guy like Bobby Ryan in your room, a Stanley cup champion. Uh, yeah. I mean, that that's almost invaluable in itself. And then given the fact uh, that he does have a, a little bit of both offensive and uh, defensive, you know, capabilities. I don't think you can make a mistake when you're a team like Florida, who doesn't have seasons like this very often to say, all right, you know what, we're, we're stacking the coverage. We're doing everything we can to squeeze the life out of this season. And so uh, this is a deal that helps them get better, go for it this year without doing any sort of mortgaging for the future. I, I will be interested though, to see uh, if Stevie Y trades within the division. Cause that did kind of impact my list for Luke Glendening. Yeah. I, uh, I think I spent the whole afternoon trying to justify like, like uh, veteran presence in the locker room right that was like my whole like afternoon so i do think that that's that's important and i think um the point you made uh nolan i think is the biggest one is just like florida these kind of seasons for them are so few and far between that i just think that uh going all out balls to the wall one season i think is probably a real scenario all right ethan uh, give us your third Okay, let me unlock my phone really quick. Don't want to move it because of All right. This is my wild card team for the hell of it. The sneaky, sneaky LA Kings. Oh, sitting at, know, sitting at fourth in the Honda West standings <laughs> at eight, six, and three and with 17 games played and not half bad. I mean, Winners of five in a row, I believe. Yeah, yes, they are. Streak, They're right? on a bit of a hot streak. Perfect time to pick somebody up. Um, I mean, does this team really want to make a push to make it in the playoffs? Kind of, I guess, I guess to call it a, a successful season and take a step forward in their rebuilding process, which is crazy that they've 
taken that much of a step and the Red Wings haven't done anything. Well, I mean, they're, they still have veterans like from the old guard that are still producing like uh, Anze Kopitar having a very good year. Dustin Brown leads the team in points. Uh, so I, I think that kind of plays a little bit of a Fair factor enough. in that Fair as enough. well. Um, I mean, does Eisman want to go back on his word telling Bobby he's going to trade him to a contender at the deadline? <laughs> um and ship him off to la for their annual first round exit i don't know um they really only have one legit right winger with in dustin brown i mean martin firk is on this roster <laughs> so they also have that's all you really that's honestly you should have you should have led with that and <laughs> said oh perfect there you go yeah. you could have just moved all on. it needs to be said no that's you fine. know but i guess really kind of looking back at his trade history um I mean, Ottawa picked him up for Jakob Silverberg, Stefan Nosen, and a first-round pick that turned out to be 10th overall. And then he got bought out by Ottawa in 2020. So one plus, one minus. So I guess after weighing both tran- like transactions, I see absolutely no reason why Bobby Ryan shouldn't fetch us at least a mid-level prospect and a first-round pick. And a first-round pick. <laughs> of course, of course. No, I'm kidding. It'll, it'll probably be like a second second or a third-round pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I like the ambition, though. I think when you pick up the phone and you make the call, that's what you ask for. I mean, sure. yeah. You got to eyeball it. Lead with yeah. it. The art of the deal. Uh, yeah, I, I actually don't hate that at all. Uh, because the Kings, like, yes, they are probably not a contender, and they are, like, packed pretty tightly within those couple of spots, like the, the Kings, Coyotes, Wild, and Sharks, and the Ducks are all, uh, well, and the Avalanche, are all four points within each other, uh, 19 through 15. So the West is kind of an interesting situation where uh, you could look at it with the sense of like, this will be good for these young guys. I, I always don't, I, I don't know where I fall on like, in the situation that Chicago's having this year where it's like, yeah, it's great that they're winning, but they're going to miss out on a lottery pick. Well, if they're winning and they know that they're getting Taves and Doc back at the end of the year, and they think that they can carry this momentum in, I think it's better to win and trying to get into the playoffs and spoil your chance at maybe getting a lottery pick than uh, just to, just to lose and flail outright. Uh, because obviously like winning is a product of having good players. And so that means that those players are performing well in the situations that they need to. And uh, I'm not against a team like LA with actually good veterans making a push if, if they can. I think I would wait it out and see a little bit. That's probably yeah, a situation sure. where on deadline day, you're deciding whether you're a buyer or a seller. Uh, but I guess in general, I don't hate it. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth there. That that you That's definitely not a deal you make anytime soon. That's definitely like a you check out the division on the deadline and see, but yeah, I, I think the, the whole, what, what is better off for them could be like its own thing, right? That could be its own like half an hour discussion about like philosophies of rebuilding and then when to come out of it and such. But um, yeah, I think that's definitely a move you wait until like way far from now you wait until, like you said, like almost on deadline day and you you decide based on how the rest of the division looks. That's definitely not a, it's definitely not an early an early pick and trade. All right, uh, you got anything else on Bobby? You know what? I liked to, I liked where you were coming from. I liked that you picked a wild card. I thought that was a great pick, Ethan. Even like if it. you are number three, 
Thanks. I still tried. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a great job. All right. Uh, let's move into Luke Glendening because I think we're going to, what we're going to do is split this up and, and Mark Stahl can be his own episode. Because uh, oh, I'm sure that that's going to <laughs> inspire lots of discussion and jokes and it's going to go completely off the rails. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to finish up with Luke Glendening for this episode and then we'll do Mark Stahl uh, for part two. But before we get to uh, the Luke Lendetting portion of this episode, I got to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. One reason to repair or maintain your cars is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same exact auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com where their price tiers are always the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. They're for everybody. They're reliably low. They always offer the lowest price possible rather than changing prices on based on what the market will bear. Uh, it does not require a membership or login. I think that's a big thing. Everybody gets the deals. rockauto.com just wants you to be able to fix your car for an inexpensive uh, option, be able to do it yourself, be able to you know show up to the the virtual hangout and be like have dirty hands and stuff like that and greasy hands and uh, you know whatever however you like to be the coolest guy uh, on the block. So just go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Fedorov gives him the business. All right, before we venture off into segment three here, get the upper hand in your fantasy hockey league with daily fantasy advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Luke Lindenning. Perhaps you guys have heard. He leads the NHL in faceoff percentage. <gasps> Hell yeah. Crazy. Hell yeah. Uh, Eight-year NHL veteran, great guy in the room, if you know what I'm saying. Got himself that A from the from the Detroit Red Wings, much like Franz Nielsen. Has a cool $1.8 million cap hit in his UFA this summer, so there's not a long-term commitment for potential destinations. Although, you know, maybe possible targets could see that as a downside because they could always use a guy like Lenny. Who doesn't want a guy like Luke Lindenning on their team? And that's, I think, ex exactly the thing with Luke Lindenning is there are going to be a lot of options because no matter what, at $1.8 million, what Luke Lindenning brings to the table, I don't think there's any team out there who, as a matter of principle, would turn down those services for that price range. Yeah, I, I think uh, especially expiring deal and all that, I'd never uh... – never a scenario where you're going to obviously you know assuming the price is, is what you want it to be there's never a scenario where you're there's going to be a lot of phone calls i guess is what i'm saying that's definitely yeah. one where you where you uh you reach out at a bare minimum no matter what just because relatively cheap and, and obviously expiring deal makes all the difference there you know i just realized that we live in a world where face off in his defensive zone percentage luke glendening has makes more money than Bobby Ryan and two has an A. <laughs> yeah, what is we do. <laughs> what? Yep. Is that he makes $1. $1.8 million? Yeah, but that he signed that he signed that deal when he was like 27. 
So, like, he wasn't – and, I mean, it, for all intents and purposes, I mean, Luke Lendening is kind of better than ever. <laughs> he yeah, sits alone at top. And, and that's alone the thing, at the though, top. is like I just said, though, that $1.8 million, nobody's going to blink an eye on that. I think every team would look at what he brings for that money and say, that's worth it. Let's add. It's just a matter of giving up assets or clearing cap space or, or doing whatever. What do you this got? Man just made, man made a living off of – he made a living where he can retire and not have to do anything for the rest of his life from taking faceoffs in the defensive end. Yeah. It's amazing. There was, there's a lot Incredible. of people who made money uh, because for 30 I'm seconds sorry. a night, they would drop their gloves and just start punching the other guy in the team. And that was the entire way yeah. that they made their money. Yeah. I'd say that's yeah, fair enough. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just getting, I was just, I'm making it all work in my head. I, I think I think you don't like Luke Len Denning, and I and I just wanted to get to the bottom of it. I never said that. <laughs> I never. Said I don't know that. why. I don't know why you hate all these Red Wings. I'm sure this is probably your favorite episode. Yeah, let's get Bobby Ryan out of here. Let's get Luke <laughs> Len Denning out of here. Let's get Francis C. Let's fetch yeah. uh, Let's talk about Bernier and he no, said, let's get Francis C. Oh man! All right. Um. So my first team and and kind of the way two teams that immediately jumped out to me because I was looking at this criteria of teams who are bad uh, in the face-off circle and bad on the penalty kill. So that was kind of how I, I picked my destinations. Now I'd be curious to hear your guys' thoughts on, on my top two. Uh, they're right next door to each other. They both had hopes of taking a step forward this year, possibly getting into the playoffs, and both could really use a little dose of that veteran leadership that he brings to the table, and that's the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. The Rangers projected mm-hmm. to take a pretty big step forward this year after, after uh, you know, they add Lafreniere. They have another year of experience in their young core. They have a short-lived playoff run under their belt. Uh, and since then things have not gone so well. Tony D'Angelo, uh, is gone for being a shithead. They've lost Artemi Panarin, uh, to, for an undisclosed amount of time. Cause he's fighting communism in the Eastern hemisphere. Good on you, son. Uh, <laughs> and frankly, their depth is terrible. Uh, Philip Chittle, he's on IR and he might be coming back in the next couple of weeks, but, uh, nonetheless, Brett Howden and Kevin Rooney are not two guys you're going to go into a playoff series against the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Philadelphia Flyers or the Boston Bruins uh, for that matter, and feel good about how that matches up uh, with those other teams. I mean, the Capitals, they got Nicholas Backstrom centering their third line right now. That's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Plus Stevie Y he's got an affinity for Jeff Gorton. He he just loves making deals with Jeff Gorton. And I remember uh, Ethan, when we had Adam Danker from Lockdown Lightning on during the playoff run, he goes, by the way, watch out for trades with the New York Rangers. Like, get used to them because they're going to happen a lot. Sure enough, later that summer, uh, Stevie Y goes and makes a deal for Mark Stull. Now, I will say that the Rangers do only fit one of that criteria because their penalty kill so far this season has been very, very good. They rank fifth in the league at 85.71%, but their faceoff percentage no bueno. They're second to last in the league at 45%. Uh, and like I just mentioned, Stevie Y, Jeff Gorton, they're a match made in heaven. I would be very, very surprised if uh, Jeff Gorton did not at least pick up the phone and call on Luke Lendini on trade deadline day. I, I think um, I agree that I, I think his market is probably the uh, largest out of those. I think that he, like, like we talked about earlier, like, 
firing deal helps in the face-off circle. I think even bubble teams will pick up the phone. I think those two might be a little too bubbly, if that makes – like, the, I mean, that's like a point away from the bottom of the NHL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that – I think that – I think – not that not that it's not possible, but, like, I mean, New Jersey is literally a point ahead of Detroit for, for last in the league. Like, I think – and again, we still have a lot of time until the deadline that absolutely could change. But I think and, – in... And real quick, just to give a little bit of context to that, though, mm-hmm. the Devils, who are six points out of a playoff spot right now, have four games in hand on the Islanders, who are sure. in that four spots. So sure. that's kind of how I, I ended up there. But continue. No, no, no. And, and again, like, that's that's definitely – we talked about it in, in the Bobby Ryan segment, too. Like, there are teams that absolutely won't trade – today that might end up trade making moves on deadline day and that absolutely could be one of those so it's definitely not out of possibility and and like you said new york is definitely all about wheeling and dealing nowadays but i i think for like for it's definitely deadline deals if it goes to one of those two teams definitely like on the deadline kind of deals and uh i think I don't know, man. Like with how New York's look, I think it's very plausible that they do not get better and don't end up being a a bubble team. Well, especially after losing at. Panarin. I mean, right? It's a huge blow, and yeah. Laffy's been how he's been, and like I don't know. I think uh, I think it's it's you know obviously we're gonna trade Stall for Laffy, but like as far as like I don't know, man. I don't know. I think uh, I think definitely deadline deal days. Def- deadline deal trades that's all yeah um you know if i was honestly i i'm i'm kind of on the same line here with with scott um i think if i really think if if luke is going to go somewhere he's going to go somewhere where he can almost be like that like a like a sixth man in the nba type stuff uh on like a fourth line center role um something that, that maybe not even like a deadline deal day if like if if a contender can pick them up it could be something closer where i'm thinking like, i was thinking somebody along the lines of like i know toronto's been out there forever but to have him being able to center that fourth line to really be able to be there on penalty kills and stuff like that i could see that helping them mm-hmm. but i still i also see where you're coming from especially with the devils i think the rangers are toast this year even though like Shishjurkin's starting to play better and, and you know, but I mean Panarin's leaving, so I kind of think they're yeah. just going to be done. So for the Lafreniere hasn't necessarily panned out, but I can I can definitely see the de- the Devils making that. Um, uh, he's just an interesting one. He it's I really felt with like about ninety nine percent of these UFAs minus Mark Stahl, like anybody anybody in a way can find a reason to pick these guys up unless you're well, especially you know, at that price, right? Like, you know, right, right-handed shots. Like I took a look at like Winnipeg, like, Oh, maybe they could use Bobby. Like there's no room for Bobby Wright on that roster, but with like somebody like Luke Lendenning, it's, it's a guy that has intangibles that nobody else in the league can have. Right. I mean, he's yeah. going to win you face-offs in the defensive zone. Like it's going to be Luke Lendenning. Kind of no, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that. And, and actually, that's an interesting point that you make, right? Because you look at the bubble teams and you say Luke Lendenning's a guy who can help shore up these things that are hurting them and get them, you know, help right the ship. And you look at contending teams and you say Luke Lendenning's a player uh, who 
he doesn't cost a lot and he really helps you round out uh, you know, what's probably already something that's pretty strong, which is, you know, possession of the puck, uh, special teams, things like that. So uh, I, I did find that a little bit interesting with him. Now with the Devils, though, I will go into them uh, just a little bit because they have a nearly identical situation to the Rangers. Like I mentioned, they're s- seven points out of a playoff spot. What did I say? Six points out of a playoff spot uh, with four games in hand on the fourth place Islanders. And they have the worst penalty kill in the league at 59%. Say it again, folks, 59, 59%. You thought the Red Wings penalty kill is bad. You think it hurts knowing that every time Nashville takes the ice with an extra man on there that they're going to score. Imagine giving up goals at a 59% rate. It's tough. Luke Lindenen will help a little bit with that. And if you're looking at that, kind of like the Red Wings, where you're saying, oh, if they just score one goal on the power play, they're this team in those games, and they could have this record. Well, you look at a team like the the Devils, and through 14 games, like, I don't know. I, I would be interested to do some digging into what the worst penalty kill in the history of the NHL is 14 games into the season, but I would have to imagine that it's somewhere in contention for that. And so – if they're a team who's been pretty much 500 throughout this, this season so far has come out of a, a COVID delay playing pretty decent hockey. And you're saying, man, if we could just <laughs> give up one power play goal, every five tries, instead of every two tries like that, that is a thing that is going to take you. It's going to, you're going to, you're going to be you're climbing the ladder. You're going to be like playing Frogger, just pop, pop, hopping across the street, getting to those wins. Uh, so I, I think that especially with the Devils, given that they are second worst in the league in faceoff percentage and, and on that horrific penalty kill pace, uh, this kind of seems like a no-brainer, although they might just want to revert back and not want to blow the rebuild and uh, just kind of lay low for this season, which I yeah. can also see happening. I think they. I think New Jersey definitely – of the two teams you picked is definitely more likely. I'm with Ethan. I think New York is kind of just done for the year. Yeah. I think they're just gonna, you know, count their whatever and go home. But like I knew, I don't know. New Jersey's definitely right. Yeah. Right. Sure. Um, I think again, like New Jersey, he definitely fills all of their biggest areas of need is like stuff that he directly will help it's just a matter of whether they're by the time they're willing to trade whether they are still close enough in contention to pull trigger or not that's all yeah. uh other a couple other teams that I got on here, Montreal, they got the 22nd ranked power play or penalty kill in the league, 27th in faceoffs, uh, and then Columbus and Chicago both fit that criteria as well. But mm-hmm. kind of like I said, I, I don't know that Steve will be interested in making a trade within the division, uh, but I guess we shall see. I, I, I would imagine that this is a year where uh, you can't count anything out. What do you got, Ethan? So... <laughs> Since he's the best face-off man in the NHL, is he worth getting rid of for a third-round pick, in your guys' opinion? Yeah, because you can always just re-sign him in free agency. If he if he loves his place and he wants to re-sign here, like you're, I, I would imagine that there could be a conversation between Steve and Luke, like, hey, dude, we're going to ship you. We obviously love you here. We would like to talk to you in free agency, uh, yada, yada, yada. And so I don't know. It's possible. Okay. There's, I mean, there's been a lot that, that, um, 
that mindset has blown up in people's faces a lot. That yeah. whole like, oh, well, they'll, you know, we'll trade him and then he'll just come yeah, back. Yeah, but it's it's, it's a, it's a like low a, risk. It's blown up a lot. No, for sure, it's for a sure. Very it's a low you know, risk proposition. Right. He's not a, right. A lot of times when that happens, it's a, you know, I mean, yeah, all-star just... candidate level player. So like that's, it's definitely different, but I think, I still think it's worth moving him. I, I do definitely still think it's worth moving him. But I, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I agree. And then just to uh, kind of put a bow on that, it's more so because of the fact that like, oh my God, he, Nolan, I'm really sorry to do this, but Green Day is once again. Uh, <laughs> I see him. Uh, I losing, see him. Why are there so many close-ups of these two, of these of this band? What is, like, why Why do they have to be on Wednesday? Oh, oh wow. Okay. So they uh, apparently I'm sorry. made a music video with <laughs> They're driving NHL a Zamboni. I, lo- I like how the NHL stars are included. So, like, they worked with Green Day. Like, if we ever interviewed Austin Matthews, we could be like, what was it like to work with Green Day? <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I just want to I, I know. know what song they're playing. I have my TV on mute, but I, I certainly see the... Uh, I want to know why the NHL is obsessed with them. It's it's a good question. I've been asking it's, it's that for that years. Yeah, it's unreal. And I have they I that. remember they were they were like half the soundtrack of like NHL eleven was like all green. Like it's literally it's been like a decade, and, and that they've was, been and that was purely obsessed with them. Time. Right, right. That's already five years removed from their <laughs> relevance. And that was that was NHL eleven. And they're yeah. still going strong, obsessed with them yeah. in 2021. And, and, and in 2011, the NHL signed Green Day to a 25 year <laughs> right, right, right. To be their exactly. exclusive. I just, I can't, I hate it. I'm sorry. You got to wonder what kind of dirt they got. No, go back to what you're talking yeah, about. They, they I, I honestly so forgot what I was going to say, but I, I feel like we were kind of <laughs> at the point where we were semi repeating ourselves uh, for no reason anyway. So we, we'll actually wrap this up. We're going to do uh, part two with Mark Stahl because this has already gone far too long. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Be on the lookout for part two. I, I'm going to commit to it coming out today. So go <laughs> – we'll see. Go uh, listen to part two with Mark Stahl if it's there. If it's not, I'm sorry. Just stick with us. It'll be up at some point. Uh, anything else, boys? I think that's it. All right, we'll see you back here tomorrow or in a couple minutes. Either way, uh, same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.